There has been so much new news when it comes to the Gophers sports. Two huge streaks for the Gophers basketball teams. We're going to jump into both of those teams and also two decommitments for the football team. We've got to cover it all today. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, it's been a little off. It's been a little wonky. Your boys had a little bit of issues with the sinus infection and throat and everything, you know, with the I don't want to get into the details of it. It was gross, but we're getting better. We're on the mend, and I got to get back to this Gophers content for you because there are so many changes happening, and we got to talk about them all, including football and both of the basketball teams. We're diving in deep today. We're going to get back on track with this show. We're going to get those daily episodes going. I know we said we were going to talk about defensive coordinators today, but we're going to move that to a later day this week, whether it be tomorrow or Friday. We're going to get one of those two days where we talk about the defense coordinators, but I want to make sure I do it justice, get some research going, get some quality quality candidates, some wish list candidates on there, and have a great episode on that one. So it's coming up soon. Be sure to hit subscribe so you do not miss it. Now, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a winning $5 money line bet. Now, we're kicking this one off talking about football because the Gophers have two D commitments from their 2024 class. And it's tough because these are some of the top commits in the class. Now, it's not the top. I don't even think it's the top three. But G-Day, Abasiri, and Brady Pretzlaff, both, both officially decommit from the Gophers when it comes to the 2024 classes. Now, if you're looking at the 247 rankings, both those guys are three-star guys, and maybe you're not panicked by it. Maybe you're like, whatever, we'll move on. And it's okay. I, I, I appreciate that approach. I don't blame anybody for that approach. If you prefer on three, on three has listed both of those guys as four-star players based on on three's rankings. So they value them both as commits more. So Minnesota's rankings and the recruiting definitely took a bigger shot over on that platform. But regardless, these two defensive players brought some some high potential to this Gophers class, and both of them are also headed to different locations, probably both to Big Ten locations, because G-Day is likely going to USC. He took an official visit recently. He really liked his visit. We discussed on a show earlier in the last week about how it was unnecessary Well, I guess it was earlier this week, but I discussed how it was unnecessary to burn bridges with the comments that he had said when reviewing his official visit and saying they have more to offer than Minnesota and all these things like there is no reason to do something like that. Now, best of luck to him, but I hope for his sake that he make this decision. He came to this conclusion based on the fit 
and the scheme as opposed to the school name and the bright lights because we are seeing an unprecedented amount of transfers and a lot of that comes from folks who fall into three different categories. The first one being stars who want bigger NIL opportunities. That's obviously not the case in this one. He hasn't played a single down in college football. And on top of that, he isn't in the top 100 or so uh players within the recruiting class. Maybe not. I don't even think he's in the top 250 in most recruiting services. So the NIL opportunities aren't going to be astronomical. There could be some schools that can afford to pay him and USC could be one of them. But that's not likely a reason that you'd fall into a category in G-Day's case moving forward, moving forward, unless he's some superstar player and maybe he could be, we'll see what happens with it all. But that the, the top stars, especially quarterbacks, they're finding ways to get more opportunity by hitting the portal after having a successful year. Now the other people, number two, get uh, the other category that gets into the portal after a year or two or whatnot in this new area or landscape, when it comes to college football is lower school players who produced at the lower levels and they want to take a shot at the FBS or the power five. Now, again, this wouldn't be the case for him because he would be going to a power five school. So it, that, that it, he doesn't fall in there, plain and simple. And the third one that is a category that most people have been either hitting the portal at some point in time is players that weren't getting time at a power five school and have to go elsewhere, sometimes to a lower division. Now, that could end up happening. Maybe he doesn't get the time he wants to see at USC, but if G-Day burned that bridge with Minnesota, it likely makes Minnesota an unlikely candidate to not offer him an, uh, a scholarship or an opportunity here if he were to hit the portal. Now, you see uh, a strong candidate for transfer portal players is going closer to home. Well, that would burn the bridge of coming back home if, if they saw that as a kind of a middle finger in the air to the program. So hopefully that isn't the case. We'll see what happens, but best of luck to him. Now on the flip, Brady Pretzloff, linebacker committed to Minnesota. He is officially decommitted and he is likely headed to another Big Ten school in Michigan State. Now, once again, it's hard to blame him for this because his defense coordinator that he committed to here at the University of Minnesota, and not only the defensive coordinator, but it also would have been his position coach. Joe Rossi headed to Michigan State. Michigan State, also a hometown for Brady Pretzlaff. So it won't be shocking. I do not blame him if he takes that opportunity. But what it all likely means is that Minnesota will likely have to take an aggressive approach to these positions in the 2025 classes. And maybe they look for another guy in the portal that could go and play now or compete or is a younger guy in the portal that could basically fill the spot of a scholarship with high potential, but no guarantee, but you want to develop them, have multiple years of eligibility. That could be a route that the Gophers take on those positions as well. Now on the defensive line front where GD Abasiri is playing, it may be tough because it's hard to find someone in the trenches in the portal of a quality level. That can be a difficult thing that is few and far between to find in the transfer portal. So I would expect Minnesota to get more aggressive in their 2025 class when looking at defensive linemen. Now for linebackers where Brady Pretzlaff was, 
there's still youth coming in. You've got Mason Carrier. You've got Sam Macy, who is possibly looking to play linebacker for the Gophers. And the Gophers have younger players in a Matthew Kingsbury and a Xander Rockow and a Tyler Stolsky that can get involved. And then you still got multiple years with Devin Williams, Cody Lindenberg. So there isn't a high pressure freak out situation when it comes to the linebacker room. But you'll probably still look to add another player who could add some headway, add some high upside to that linebacker room after losing a recruit like Brady Pretzloff. So that's where the football team is sitting right now. Now, like I said, we are going to dive into the defensive coordinators options tomorrow for Minnesota or possibly Friday, one of the next two days. And on top of that, we'll talk about the offers that are still out there for some Gophers perspective players in the transfer portal. We'll dive into those in depth this week. Next, we're going to talk about the women's basketball team and it is time. It is past time, folks. This team needs to be ranked and I'm telling you why coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because like I said, they have a baller deal going on right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets for any winning $5 money line bet. Now, your boy, if I had to place up any money line bet this past week in the NFL games, I probably would have take the, taken the Packers over the Giants and I would not have won. But you, my friend, you would have done the right thing. You would have chose the right options. So I think you should go out there and get it done by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on and you place a $5 money line bet. And if it wins, you get $150 in bonus bucks if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel now is the time and there's no better time to get in on the action. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, we got to talk about this women's basketball team before we move over to the men's basketball team because you know what? They are the best team in Minnesota when it comes to Gophers programs right now, in my opinion. This women's basketball team, they're showing up, they're showing out, they're getting it done, they're winning games how they should be winning them. When it's with a lower-tiered opponent, they're dominating. When it's with high-caliber opponents, they're putting them in there to the test. They're winning in double overtimes. They're getting it done. So it is time to rank this team plain and simple. The team is currently 10 and one, and they're around like 41st in the net rankings, 39th in the net rankings. All they've done is win. And yet somehow they dropped in the last net rankings by two positions. There are about 15 teams with more losses in front of them, including multiple teams with three losses and one team with four losses while the Minnesota Golden Gophers have one. It's a travesty, it's not right, and it is downright disrespectful. Now, similarly, on ESPN's rankings, the 25th ranked team, UNC, has four losses. The 22nd ranked team, Florida State, has three losses. Number 17, UConn has three losses. Now, I can't get too in deep on that one because they did beat the Gophers and the final score looked pretty handy. But that game seems to be counting against the Gophers by a big stretch because they lost by 20 points. But at the same time, it doesn't look into the factors of what happened in that game. So overall, this Minnesota team is talented and they lost one game so far on the season to a ranked opponent who was at the time ranked number eight in the country. So Minnesota is currently the 36th ranked team in ESPN's rankings, receiving two votes, two votes. That's it. 
On top of that, ESPN's tourney bracketology projections, which updates every single week, has yet to put Minnesota on their tourney projections. In fact, they've had seven Big Ten teams in their last one, and in those seven Big Ten teams, Minnesota still isn't one of them. Even though there are not seven teams in the Big Ten with better records or playing better basketball than this women's basketball team, and that is the downright shame. Stop helmet scouting like we do in football. Stop jersey scouting or whatever. It is time to take a look at what is happening in the here and now. Stop looking at the logos and start looking at what's happening because this Minnesota team should be and is good enough to be ranked. Because right now, Minnesota is currently sitting with the second best record in the Big Ten, only behind Caitlin Clark in the Iowa Hawkeyes. So even though even though you don't solely go off record, Minnesota has stats to back that up too. They have the number one defense in the entire Big Ten Conference. They have a defense that is top 15 in the entire country for Division I basketball. That is 200, 300 some schools when it comes to women's basketball. So it's just ridiculous that they are not in consideration right now for a ranked team and that they're not ranked already. The number one defense in the Big Ten, a conference that is consistently a deep conference in women's basketball. On top of that, they're a top five team in the conference and rebounding. They're sixth in the conference in three-point shooting or three-point percentage, I should say. Fifth in the conference in threes made. They have the second highest score in the entire Big Ten behind only Caitlin Clark. On top of that, they have a top three rebounder in the conference in Mallory Hire. They have a top five assist leader in Amaya Battle. They have a top four in steals in the conference in Nehemiah Holloway. And you notice, as I say all those things, each one of those categorical leaders are different players on this team. So they are truly doing this thing as a team. So now that we've said that and we look at this 10-1 and record and one loss against a ranked UConn team, they have one more game where they should absolutely win versus Lindenwood, and that would make them 11-1 on the season heading towards the new year. They would have one more game left in the month of December, and that is a road game at Iowa. And if they stay in that game, if they stay close within that game and fight it and put contention in that game, They should still be ranked because that is the number, what, five or six team in the country right now started off as the number three team in the country. So you're telling me if Minnesota ends its 2023 heading into the 24 season with two losses to two ranked opponents, they should still be in that conversation to get ranked because their next matchups potentially being 11 and one. After that are a ranked Iowa team, a formerly ranked Maryland team, and a tough Michigan team. And if Minnesota can walk away from those games and only have two losses, after it's all said and done, they should have no excuses to be not ranked. They need to be in consideration for the tournament by any publication out there. And this team is the real deal. It's time to get your tickets. It's time to show out. It's time to fill the barn because this women's basketball team is doing its thing. Mara Braun is... So much fun to watch. This team as a whole is so much fun to watch. And both basketball teams are playing gritty, strong defense. And that is what's leading to wins. Now, not only is Minnesota's women's basketball team on a huge streak of wins, but the men's basketball team is getting it done too. And they are on a three-game winning streak of their own. 
So Gophers fans, keep showing support and keep showing love and fill that barn up for both teams, the men and the women's. Make sure you're getting to those women's games because they are hooping, they are balling out, and they need to be ranked in the very near future. Now we're going to move over to the men's basketball team. We're going to talk about how this men's team is fighting through a ton of adversity, and it is pretty impressive. And what needs to happen for this team to continue to get wins even through some of that adversity. That is what is coming up next. <clears throat> First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to hire as many top tier candidates as possible and you want to make sure that you interview as many top tier candidates as possible. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. In fact, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have as many quality candidates as LinkedIn does. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's just one day. And 86% of folks find a qualified candidate. Now, LinkedIn knows small businesses are wearing so many different hats and you got to get so many things done that they might not have the time or resources. So LinkedIn has you covered and their process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And on top of that, they launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post about your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, Gophers fans, we're wrapping it up with men's hoops. Now, like I said, we're talking about the defensive coordinators in the next two days and what could be the options for Minnesota. We're also going to have to talk about some of those offered players for the football team and who could be joining us from the transfer portal still. That's all coming up this week, so be sure to hit subscribe, like this video so others can find it. And finally, let's jump into men's hoops. Now, Minnesota has been finding a way to get wins, and the biggest one so far has been that Nebraska win at home on the season in a massive comeback. They were down 15 at halftime. Find a way to get it done. Outscored them 52 to 26 in the second half. And that was due to scoring across the board. Multiple players getting involved. On top of that, Josh Ola Joseph has been playing like an animal out there. This dude is athletic as all get out and he is using that athleticism to his ability. Now on top of that, Braden Carrington was a lockdown defender in that Nebraska game and he shut down Tominaga. Then you had Mike Mitchell Jr. who is being that spark plug off the bench that I had mentioned. I do think this dude can be a scorer and he can be a high scorer from off the bench. Now he also got his first start in the most recent game. And he could be starting more often with Braden Carrington stepping away from the team. And then finally, Elijah Hawkins. That man has been a playmaker for this Gophers team, creating, 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 doing a little scoring here and there as well, but creating like a boss when it comes to the basketball court. So this team has been clicking even when they haven't been able to put it all together for an entire game, an entire two full halves, which is the next focus. They have to go and they have to go and they they 
keep building on what they've been doing, even without their best player in Dawson Garcia, even with all of their bigs fighting through injury, even with Braden Carrington stepping away from the team, they go on to win versus Florida Gulf Coast and versus IUPUI. Now, yes, those aren't the most top-tier programs. They're very low in the net rankings, but Minnesota won those games pretty handily. The Florida Gulf Coast took a little bit too long, but you still got the job done. But Minnesota has fought through adversity. They've seen Dawson Garcia go down with an ankle sprain. He hasn't been able to play the last two and a half, two and three-fourths or so games. On top of that, Pharrell Payne has been up and down with injuries. His minutes have been somewhat limited. He's still kind of trying to get his air as far as getting back into basketball shape, having been injured since the beginning of the season. Jack Wilson, big man who would step in in place and maybe get more minutes for those type of players since they're both injured. Nope, he's also dealing with injuries of his own. So the Gophers bigs are banged up and we will need them healthy to have a chance in the Big Ten. So now is the time to really, as you're waiting for them to get healthy, build a foundation, build some momentum with the rest of your core so that when they step back in, this team is playing its best basketball. So all that, but also I want to give much love to Braden Carrington, who has officially stepped away from the team at this moment in time. He's taking away, they're taking time for himself to focus on himself and his mental health. And we're not going to bash him for that at all. It is great that he can do that. And hopefully he gets to a healthy spot <coughs> and a good spot. Excuse me. I'm sorry that I choked right there. Again, I'm still overcoming some things, but <coughs> over these next few games, Prior to the Big Ten season starting, I anticipate that Minnesota is going to want both Josh Ola Joseph and Cam Christie. I might have said Max at one point in here. I watched his brother play recently, so I keep. But Cam Christie, Josh Ola Joseph, they're going to want both of those players to be more aggressive as scorers and as shot creators. So over the next couple games, I would expect them to see a lot of looks and a lot of opportunities to score. And on top of that, they're going to need scoring and, and contributions from their transfer guards. Mike Mitchell Jr., Elijah Hawkins. Now, they've been they've been throwing it down. They've been doing the thing, but they need to keep it up with consistency and hitting high efficiency shots, not taking huge volume shots, but hitting them when they count. To keep the team afloat, that's what's going to have to happen. Now, Elijah Hawkins <clears throat> has been out here balling, absolutely balling as a distributor. In the last three games, he's had 11 assists, 11 assists, and a new program record of 17 assists. And in that game, 17 assists, one turnover. He has absolutely been a playmaker, a creator, a true point guard for this team that they needed over the past few years, and they are getting it right now. But the biggest identity of this men's basketball team, night in and night out, if they want to win games, the thing that has to be done at an elite level is their defense, creating tough shots with their length, creating deflections with their length, getting steals, wreaking havoc, making it difficult to get a basket, whether it's outside, whether it's inside, whether it's in transition, the Gophers defense has to be at the forefront. And when they do that, they can beat a lot of teams. I'm not going to say every team, but they can beat a lot of teams. So as long as they use that defense to their, their <clears throat> advantage, as long as they really prioritize effort on defense and the energy there, the rest will follow. And 
They have to take care of the ball. If they take care of the ball, they have that high-level defense. I don't care. If you're playing in low-scoring affairs, that defense is what will win this Minnesota team games. And right now, they're on a three-game win streak, hopefully continuing on as we go. That's going to do it for us today at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Again, we're talking about the defensive coordinator options for Minnesota coming up later this week. So be sure to hit subscribe, hit like, and give it a thumbs up as well. And wherever you're listening on audio platforms, please... <clears throat> leave a five-star review it's much appreciated it helps others find the show as well we're gonna get back on this daily grind hopefully we're getting back in our health as well not only me but the minnesota teams too that's gonna do it for us row the boats guy you mind go gophers and as always don't forget to subscribe <laughs>